my name is Zach Coma. When you're listening to the My Tech Decisions podcast. Coming back to another episode of the podcast. Uh, I'm sorry I missed you last week. I took some time off to move into a new house and get things all set up. But I'm back this week uh, with another important guest, and that is Sean Matthews, the president and CEO of digital signage company Visix. We talk about how digital signage is evolving and, more urgently, how digital signage technology is helping organizations adapt to the COVID 19 crisis. Uh, the company recently released touchless voice-activated digital signage solutions that can help reduce points of contact and limit the rate of infection. According to Matthews, uh, this technology would be beneficial in healthcare, co- on corporate campuses, and in warehouses or manufacturing plants. Before we get to that interview, here's a quick reminder that you can listen to the podcast on iTunes and the Google Play Store. Download and subscribe to hear weekly interviews with technology experts like IT pros, AV installers, manufacturers, security professionals, and more. Now, here's Sean Matthews. So, uh, Sean, yeah, how is digital's, digital signage changing in the, in the age of COVID, and how is it helping? Well, I mean, obviously, there's pretty dramatic changes in, in, in the space, in particular, where we serve. You know, we serve in uh, institutional communication market spaces, uh, healthcare, higher education, uh, even corporate campuses. And you can imagine that uh, on the higher education space right now, uh, there's obviously not a lot of uh, students on campus. In fact, there are almost none, depending on, on which state you're looking at. But in the healthcare market space and in um, even corporate campus um, environments, particularly when you think about manufacturing um, or in the food service markets where they're producing large uh, quantities of food, whether it be processed or frozen or what have you, um, there's a, a ton of utilization going on particularly as it relates to metrics and what's happening in those environments. So not only is there sort of situational awareness and reminders about you know, distancing and all the other things that we've heard about, but you know, also metrics and productivity and how that productivity compares to pre-COVID-19 environments and what they can do to even refine productivity given the current constraints that they're operating in. And um, you know, you can, as you could imagine, when you think about the um, healthcare space, you know, uh, the advent of voice activated displays and other technologies associated with that, you know, allows users to interact with uh, the messaging that's on screen without actually having to, to touch the screen. Right. And you guys just came out with a voice activated display or, or, a, or a non-touch digital signage display. Yeah, this is actually our second generation of this approach. Um, and I, I call it an approach because uh, the initial approach was based on using uh, AI technologies from Google and taking advantage of the um, you know upstream servers in the cloud so that we could um, basically you know start to learn communication languages as it relates to wayfinding and directories and stuff like that. But you know there's a cost uh, associated with that, and there's an ongoing cost when you start to use that AI technology to try to learn languages and very specific commands that are different than your. Home Alexa commands, for example. 
So the second generation is actually taking advantage of the speech recognition technology in the operating system that we use, which is a Windows 10 IoT platform. So we're basically piggybacking on that speech recognition technology that's been around a really long time uh, for people particularly with um, that you know, need that for accessibility. And um, yeah, it's actually been a very cool approach because all we did was, um, when you get down to it, was build in some um, structural command parameters in our playback engine and, uh, and it's listening for those commands to enact other behaviors on screen. So it's a really cool approach. Yeah. And, you know, was that developed or, or that second iteration, was that developed, you know, as a response to the coronavirus or was yeah, actually, that kind of already funny. in the works? Yeah, it, it, it really wasn't. Um, there were, uh, there were people in the healthcare market space already that had been asking for this type of technology for um, really several years because they were always questioning, you know, the use of touchscreen displays in those environments, um, particularly with elderly patients, you know, I mean, you get it. And um, we had done some work in some cancer wards in the past where they were asking for something other than physical touchscreen. So this was already on the roadmap and it was something that we were doing and we were planning on releasing at Infocom this year. Oh, wow. Of course, that got uh, got right. failed. Um, yeah, so what has that healthcare market uh, been like? Are you seeing a lot, a lot of demand for um, not only digital signage, but, but the, the touchless voice activated? Uh, well, so, I mean, to be fair, um, obviously our business is off um, as a company just because uh, the demand for these types of uh, on-campus or in-building technologies um, you can imagine it's just not off the charts right now. And uh, so it has had a, a negative impact on us, but the positive impact is that we are seeing an uptick in markets like healthcare where, you know, we would do some business, but it wasn't the bulk of our, our business endeavor. In fact, we primarily um, conduct most of our business in corporate campus and you know, college campus environments. So, you know, people are definitely, um, we're seeing a lot more activity in this space than we would normally see, particularly at this time of the year. And what have those use cases been? You know, what kind of solutions are you bringing to the healthcare market? So it's multifaceted. Um, you know, one, we have the entire wayfinding approach that we've had for quite some time, the use of directories and the use of donor boards, particularly at charitable hospitals. Um, of course, now there's a lot more utilization and requests for creative um, tools or creative content related to just social reminders about what you should and should not be doing, sort of classic stuff. But we're also seeing a lot more interest in our electronic paper signs uh, to put information outside very specific rooms, even patient rooms where, you know, they have to be compliant with HIPAA rules, but there's certain pieces of information that can be easily displayed and the data can already be extracted from patient records in the nursing station and be delivered to rooms you know, um, not just necessarily in the ICU, but regular floors um, as well. Right. Um, yeah, so um, what other markets can digital signage help right now, you know, as we all try to adjust to the to this new normal? Well, I mean, again, for us, we, we don't really do a lot of the retail sort of things, even yeah. though actually we're finding ourselves more involved in retail types of business at this point. Um, because of the electronic paper signs and uh, you know, pretty cost effective to, to put promotional messaging um, on electronic paper versus full LCD or you know, some other um, you know, high res technology. Um, so, but for us really, I mean, the use case 
for us in manufacturing and production right now is pretty dang important. I mean, because all of these companies that are producing goods and materials uh, for sale and distribution, you know, they're looking to get as much volume as they can. In fact, most businesses have relied on, you know, volume metrics for um, impacting productivity on production lines. But you can imagine now it's even more critical because they're trying to squeeze as much as they possibly can, mm. given the environmental work constraints that they're operating under. So, and as you know, a lot of these um, production environments were never designed for, you know, quote unquote distancing because, yeah. you know, it's multiple people working together, often in very um, constrained environments. So, you know, for them to track testing information and post you know, post um, testing information in terms of, um, you know, test results on screen and keep people aware of what the result trend looks like because they're trying to flatten their own curves in their own environments, not just, uh, you know, in the, in the larger, you know, social environments. Mm. Um, yeah. What specifically have you seen for digital signage that is uh, being developed just for that, for that response to coronavirus pandemic? Yeah. I mean, as you can imagine, there's lots of discussion right now about how much of the workforce in the United States in particular, we'll just focus on that, will actually go back to office environments when they right. return. And when you look at what will that really look like, you know, obviously there are some evolutionary technologies that are being developed so that um, we can deliver the same kind of messaging to someone's desktop, whether it be integrated in the platform that we're using right now or other collaboration um, text technologies, Teams and other products like Slack, for example. I mean, that's certainly one approach. Of course, the other, you know, new focused emphasis is on what will these work environments look like when people go back to work? Because people will go back to work as social creatures. Collaboration is a part of what we do. And that close-knit collaboration seems to work um, historically for human beings. And so when you go back into these office environments, um, hoteling and hoteling utilization um, could be far more prevalent. Um, the use of interactive room signs to book rooms and track how the resources are being used in those rooms because those rooms may be more prevalent and they may be uniquely designed to provide greater distance between employees, just in general. Because I think regardless of vaccines for you know, this current disease, there'll be a greater awareness for what the normal flu season looks like and what right. you should be doing in those environments and how you should be spacing yourself. Um, I think there'll just be a greater awareness of how you're gonna utilize the spaces and the guidance that those signs will um, provide in, in how you use those spaces. Mm -hmm. I think those are two real world scenarios that are starting to play out. Um, not only requests coming in from current prospects and existing customers, but also it's having an effect on our developmental roadmap. Right. How has digital signage been evolving? You know, I guess, you know, the coronavirus kind of uh, maybe put, put a halt to a lot of it, but you know, what was evolving about digital signage before um, all this happened? Yeah, so some of the big things that were happening, again, in organizational type communications, um, you really have two schools of thought. You have one school of thought, which is sort of the classic billboard, where you're just posting information at hallway intersections and places where people gather, you know, uh, break rooms and things like that, right. uh, water fountains, that, that sort of classic billboard posting. And then there was a different school of thought, which was providing a much more 
uh, viewer-centric experience where people were engaging with the signs. So they were looking at productivity information. They were um, manipulating what screens they were looking at and what pieces of information they were looking at on screen. So instead of doing it just on your phone, you know, it's present right there in front of you. So, you know, if you want to interact with the sign to learn about what the weather looks like outside or the forecast, or you want to know information about other donors and who's contributed, you know, wayfinding, um, food service menus, even in cafeterias and corporate campuses. I mean, the interactive experience was quickly changing um, and, and moving away from that sort of classic billboard approach. But I will say there is still a lot of utilization and the sort of billboard technique that uh, a lot of people still deploy. Mm. And, you know, what's, what's the use case for the, for that interactivity? You know, why, why would an organization, organization uh, you know, want that kind of solution? Well, one of the case scenarios is uh, the organization is looking for feedback on particular events or information that's being displayed. So, you know, if they're pushing a blood drive, let's say this next Friday, and, and there's an entire campaign that leads up to the blood drive, not just in digital signage, but also in email, intranet, printed posters, like there's an entire campaign leading up to this blood drive, but they really start focusing on the content that's related to the digital signage delivery and adding interactive components to it. Things like have you know, simple polls, have you signed up for the blood drive? Do you intend on participating in the blood drive? Even thumbs up, thumbs down. You know, then it creates graphs and charts that illustrate how effective our blood drive campaign is. And you know, you start to get this, uh, uh, you know, crowd mentality of like, hey man, I guess I need to sign up for that, or I need to think about you know putting that on my calendar. So they're looking for building a more interactive experience to inspire um, change in the population that they're trying to reach. Mm. It seems like digital signage is becoming more of like a, a data gathering tool rather than just a electronic sign, for lack of a better word. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a valid, valid observation. And, you know, it's not only the data gathering point, but also the display surface where that data is being presented. So that, again, you're trying to affect human behavior. Mm. And it's a, it's a powerful tool for, for doing that. Uh, great. Yeah, Sean, anything else that you, uh, you know, wanted to talk about? I think that really no, answers I, all my questions. Yeah, I think that, uh, you know, for, for a company like ours, you know, we're excited about, um, you know, the opportunity to come out of this change and, mm. you know, um, do some things differently that maybe we weren't considering, but uh, we'll be forced to do obviously now. But, you know, we're, we're excited about what does the business environment look like, you know, in commercial buildings and campus properties and you know, manufacturing plants, what does it really look like? And what are people um, going to really expect? Because I think we're early in understanding what people are gonna wanna see from digital signage, simply because they've been so focused on, you know, surviving the current uh, business climate, you know, and getting to the other side. But, you know, for us, it's compelling to to wanna know and learn what it is it's gonna look like, you know, when this is all said and done. Right. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm a, it's, uh, I mean, I'm not surprised that you guys are seeing more in healthcare than you, than you ever have. Um, I guess just one last question, you know, uh, what are some, uh, you know, innovative ways that healthcare is using digital signage, you know, to, to, to help them fight this, uh, pandemic? Well, again, I think that the individual techniques that they're using, um, they span a lot of 
you know, subject matter pieces. Some of it is the same techniques that they were employing before, you know, providing directional information without having to walk to a counter and talk to somebody. Mm -hmm. So they've, a lot of groups have streamlined the way the information appears on screen so that the obvious directional information is there, where to find the emergency room, where to find the pharmacy, the gift shop, the cafeteria, that kind of stuff. So they've streamlined the delivery of what that information looks like. Obviously there are social reminders that appear on screen. Um, but, you know, I think that the, the big thing is now really, you know, the request to us is how do they take advantage of voice activated commands mm -hmm. to, you know, improve the interaction without having to touch the screens. And then the last piece, of course, you know, putting more information outside of patient rooms um, that adheres to HIPAA rules, but yet conveys information about what the status of that particular patient might look like. Um, right. And using data and delivering that data to those um, patient room endpoints, um, you know, in real time. Great. Sean, thank you very much. I appreciate your time. Great. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening to another episode of the My Tech Decisions podcast, where it's our mission to help you make technology decisions for your company. If you'd like to learn more, head to MyTechDecisions.com or follow us on Twitter at MyTechDecisions. You can also follow me on Twitter at ZWcomo. Until next time.